0: everybody welcome to junk miles with chip and jeff i am the jeff part chip you are the
1: um uh, uh uh um don't tell me don't tell me um give me a hint give me a hint junk miles with chip and jeff i'm the
0: jeff part you're the I'm the chip part you're the chip I'm part I'm the chip
1: part <laughs> <laughs> there you go buddy
0: how are you Jeff Good. Uh, you know, what do we got? It's a uh, lovely Thursday night. It's weekend, uh, Friday Eve, some people call it now. Are you feeling autumnal right now? I am. Uh, yeah. I have a sweater on. I have a scarf. Drinking a big glass of hot pumpkin seeds. Ooh. Yeah, it's just Wait, I took a... Ex- explain bu- that. Uh, I if- hollowed, out, hollowed out a pumpkin for my daughters to make some jack-o'-lanterns. Just put all the seeds in a cup, sprinkled some cinnamon on it. Mm-hmm. Lit it on fire, and now it's kind of cooling down. And I just drink it. It's it's like a nice. It feels like you. fall. Feels like wow. Fall.
1: Yeah, that that's is excellent. nice. I'm drinking some tension tamer tea, but you know who's you know who's to.
0: You know what? I just started tea season for me. I I drink tea from mid October to March. Okay. So just fired up some uh, sleepy time last week for the first time.
1: Okay, it's good stuff, man. It's very good stuff. It's very good stuff. And I do jump. I had to jump off the coffee recently, or at least I think I had to jump off the coffee. Yeah. It's a little, uh, little too much uh ping ping ping
0: inside of you and,
1: uh and yeah, and also uh I mean we can we can go into this, you know, health yeah. corner right now. Let's get like oh, health wow. corner, but a little uh you know, I think just a little of uh li- 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 little heartburn. Yeah, know, a little too much little little acidic, if you will.
0: It's very acidic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I take I take breaks from coffee every now and then. And it's good for two reasons because it's better for your body not to have all that caffeine in you but then when you go back to caffeine Mm -hmm. it's more fun it's fun it's like hey caffeine hey old friend it's like drinking a
1: jolt cola
0: (laughs) hey we have an exciting guest coming up in a few minutes and we're gonna talk about the 1987 cult movie i'd call it cult movie chip because it wasn't a real big hit when
1: it came out to to a young chip chantry it was the biggest movie ever (laughs) But of course, I guess you, yeah, I guess you could call it that we're
0: talking space balls. So we're going to get deep into space balls with a very fun guest who'll be joining us momentarily. But before then, we want to do one last push for our fraud street run, which takes place on November 6th.
1: I like to call we- it a shove. It's one last shove.
0: One last shove. We're running behind you. and We're just gently shoving you and you're falling and running over you guys. Fraud street run. We're very close to making our goal of five thousand dollars. Uh, raised money for uh, Phil Abundance, one of the greatest uh, organizations helping people who need assistance with food. You know, we don't run ads on the show. We don't do we a don't. Patreon. We don't do any no. of that. We, you know, the reason we don't do it's because we love you people. We don't want to make you, you know, pay extra your hard-earned money to hear two guys like us who are
1: well, also the 300 hours of community service that we were each strapped with that I think we're getting towards the end of.
0: We're, getting, we're about 280. I think we're at 280 hours. But if you could just go to uh, fraudstreetrun.com. Uh, we need a couple more people to, if you make at least an $11 donation to Fill Abundance and type in the words in the note section, make Jeff run twice. I will not only run from the hotel to the legendary Four Seasons uh, Total Landscaping Facility, 11 miles. I will run back. I will probably stop for a little water chip, maybe a goo pack or two. Sure. High five you and some of the other runners. And then I will head right back to the hotel, 22 miles. Uh, and we just need a couple more people to donate. And that would be fantastic.
1: I would love to get it by uh, the end of this episode. Somebody's yeah. listening. And then by the end of the episode, they have already That would be fantastic. Already put their $11 in. Yeah, Four it's going to be
0: fun. And again, you don't have to run. You can just donate, or you can donate and run, donate run, and maybe buy a shirt. And then the fun part is on November 6th that morning. If you're running or walking, cycling, unicycling, unicycling, rollerblading, what else uh, could you
1: do, Chip? V- that thing with the one wheel. That's mm-hmm. like a skateboard. It looks like it has like a two by four.
0: It's called it's a like one a, wheel.
1: It's called a one wheel. Okay. So Chip, one wheel. I am.
0: I am so. Interested in one wheels. Um, A guy in our block, uh, younger brother with a wife's younger brother, he's one of those dudes. He's like in his 30s. He's like, probably whatever's interesting at the time, he picks up so he can tell people about it. Sure. So he was zooming up and down our block on a one wheel. And I was walking my dog and I was like, hey, what's that? And boy, did he love telling me all about the one
1: Uh, wheel. See, that's the thing. You engage them and they're not going to, they're not going to stop, Jeff.
0: Right. It's like a guy with a classic car. A mm-hmm. guy sitting there like next to his classic car, what's the one thing he wants you to do?
1: Yeah, ask him about the classic car.
0: Right, so you never do that. Chip, if you had guitars hanging behind you during the Zoom call, what's the one thing I shouldn't do?
1: I Jeff, I literally had my tennis racket hanging up on the <laughs> wall here and I took it down because I didn't want anybody to ask me about it.
0: Please put it back up. Actually, during the show, just put it back up.
1: Okay, if I, remember at, I at, at a to,
0: weird time and be I'll like Put it back up. Oh, that yeah, yeah so I really wanted to try the one wheel yeah. and I and I honestly know I will hop on the one wheel I will take off and then it literally, literally will be 9 months later me coming out of a coma
1: It's Jeff <laughs> I totally understand you they there there are people who ride them all over the city in right right through center city Philadelphia yeah. My biggest question is how are they not dead That's my <laughs> I don't know how they're still living.
0: Yeah. Just- he's, he's telling me, oh, to stop. You just lean your body back like a little bit. You, you got to get used to it. I'm like, hold it. You have to get used to breaking. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. That's something break- that should just be, pretty be automatic. Right up front. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it looked really cool. And it- I, I just know I would die on it. And you guys would love, you'll be sad when I die, but you'll also be happy if you know, I died in a very funny way.
1: Yes. Right. I, it's. If that is my hope, it's like to, you know, they say, oh, at least he died doing something he loved. I just hope (laughs) it's in a stupid manner, the way I do it, that people will remember me by.
0: He died doing something he hated, dying while doing something fun.
1: Yeah. Like that's- He was crushed (laughs) by a pallet of circus peanuts.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So I literally have to tell myself, don't take up the neighbor's brother's offer to, hey, you want to just try it? Because he was trying to get his, like, the little nephews on it, and they seemed, like, cool with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, luckily, I had my dog with me, so I'm like, nah, I
1: can't, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't want to
1: leave my dog, you know, parentless. You can always, yeah, you can always. By the way, speaking of dogs and one wheels, we learned that Franklin, our dog, is very, very triggered by skateboards and scooters. So oh if goodness. somebody comes along on a skateboard or scooter, I couldn't even tell you what would happen if somebody came past on one wheel. I think on a one wheel, it actually might be too fast and he wouldn't even realize it. But if somebody goes past on a skateboard, he loses his mind.
0: He's He probably is just so used to people not landing tricks and all he wants them to do is land a damn trick.
1: I think that's what it is.
0: Chip, I got exciting news. Someone's, oh, yeah? in the, someone's in the waiting room. I'm going to oh, admit man. right here this is exciting this is like a fun part it's like
1: someone walking out on stage it really is they're behind the curtain you can maybe see the silhouette
0: right and you see and like the curtains like opening and Mm -hmm. and the the people are like getting excited and they're like who could it be who could it be and we're like ladies and gentlemen who's the special guest right and i think she's with us right now let's check special guest are you there
2: Oh, gosh. Welcome to my
0: dark little cave. Oh, my. Look at this. Hey, hello, goth girl. Hey. Yeah, the
2: (laughs) lighting in my room is terrible. But uh... ladies and gentlemen,
0: you hear her now. Let me give a proper Junk Miles introduction. We are very excited to welcome journalist, writer, and Sting and Trudy Styler's oldest daughter, Maggie Sorota. Maggie, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, Maggie. Yeah, thanks for asking me.
0: Yeah, we're, uh, let's see, Maggie, we're both in the Philly area. You are in the New York Brooklyn. area? I'm Brooklyn. Bushwick. Yeah. Bushwick. Nice. Mm-hmm. How long have you been a Brooklynite, Maggie?
2: Uh, technically two years. I was in Queens for like 10. Okay.
0: How many boroughs have you lived in? It's
2: just two. Just two? Okay. Queens. Yeah. But
0: you are a Philly girl at heart, I would say. This is true.
2: Right? Yes. Yeah.
0: You were a uh, uh, South Jersey girl too, I believe.
2: Yes, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Represent. Oh, oh my goodness! Cherry Hill Mall. Work there.
0: Did you? Where? Uh, I know. I know some of my favorite stories about you are working on a boardwalk, I believe, in Wildwood yes. at one point. A tattoo. I wouldn't say tattoo artist, but you did some tattoos. No,
2: I was. <laughs> I was a, t- a tattoo applier. Uh, <laughs> I think it's more. The... <laughs> <laughs> where and- did you work in the Cherry Hill Mall? Oh gosh! So I started my mall career began at the coffee beanery, nice. where I worked for. My boss was a racist ex cop. I guess I can just call him an ex cop, right? There like, <laughs> yeah. We can just say, yeah. So and then I was recruited to work at uh, my career advanced to Nine West. So I sold lady wow. shoes. Oh, nice. When I, I wasn't like at hard, when I wasn't at hardcore shows, I was yeah. selling pumps. to uh, now, I, I don't <laughs> want to knock. Pumps.
1: I don't want to knock any employees or employers at the coffee beanery, but what is the career trajectory of an ex cop who goes into the coffee beanery business? Like that's a, that's a jump that I feel like requires explanation. I don't know if you have that explanation or Um, something that I can fill in, in my, in my head. Like where was there, was just a morning on the beat and he's like, you know what I got to do? I got to roast some beans. I really think that's my next, that's my calling.
2: I know he was a mall security guard who, um, okay. Then the man, our manager offered him a job, um, which I guess was somehow a better opportunity slinging coffee than, mm-hmm. yeah, walking around with a uh, nightstick.
0: So, mm-hmm. Chip, did you ever work in a mall? Were you near a mall growing up?
1: I w- I grew up
2: very near the King of Prussia Mall,
1: oh, but nice. was, oh wow! But that was like it. W- that was like where we went to go get like socks and stuff. Like it wasn't <laughs> fancy then. It was just a mall that had an arcade and a food court, and we just went. Uh, and then when I got into high school, when I was re- when I would really start to like enjoy going to the mall. That's,
0: that's when you when and it- your friends would get
1: together and go buy socks. Right. Yes, we would do it as a team. <laughs> And that's when it got super fancy and ritzy and we basically got priced out of it. So uh, I never, never worked at a mall, unfortunately. What strip malls, but no, uh, no each
0: of you give me your favorite mall store, like one store in the mall, a young Maggie Sirota. She had a few extra bucks in her pocket. Mm -hmm. Where did, where did you want to go? Where did you want to spend that money?
2: Okay. So I would go to the store called flashback. Um, It was kind of like a pre hot topic type store where if like, you know like you're killing time and you're like hmm i want to go look at some black light posters yes um you know i wear hmm, where can i get a red hot chili peppers t-shirt can yes I some piercing jewelry but i can't get <laughs> there but you know if i need to pick up a tongue ring where can i go you know or like hey you're thinking like hey i need like one of those candles that's like a big mushroom and all psychedelic colors yes you know that's gonna make my mom ask a whole bunch of annoying questions where do i go <laughs> flashback
0: nice we had a spencer gifts which i believe is still around and that mm-hmm. i remember saving up to buy a black light light bulb to have a little black light area of my room mm-hmm. for some of the posters that i wanted mm-hmm. to like set a mood for yeah. so you had
2: like a big like wizard poster you're like i you had i had something very and-
0: similar to a wizard poster it was dungeons and dragons based but okay. basically, I don't want to brag, but I had <laughs> I had two four by four by six foot tall huge posters. One was of Yes, and one was the Who. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I have to save a lot of money for those those bad boys. Chip, what about you? What's the store besides uh, Socks or Us? Where would where would you and your buddies go?
1: We would also get socks at Hot Topic. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a hot hot topic. Was a big place. I always liked. I have to go back a little further in my history. I think I always liked the stores that just confused me. Those were the ones that were my <laughs> favorites. Like when I was a kid, like there was always like the cowboy store. Like it was like you, cause you can't go to any, you know, like a, a Macy's or something like that. Be like, I want to dress like a cowboy. You have to go to a specific store that outfits mm-hmm. you. So there's mm-hmm. that one. And then my favorite store when I was a little kid in the King of Pressure Mall was of all places, I was five years old and there was a tobacco shop Like, you could get, like, pipe tobacco and cigars, but there were also, like, pictures of the Three Stooges, and there would be those, like, you know those statues with, like, the giant heads? It was, like, a caricature thing of, like, the Three Stooges and of Abbott Costello and that type of thing, and I just would go in there and smell all of the uh, pipe tobacco when I was, like, six, because that's what you did.
2: And Just try to walk in and sniff everything. You're like my cat, walking in the room <laughs> and sniffing every. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, it's it's like Chip nip. Yeah, that's yeah. that's
0: what it was. Chip, what are you doing in the corner of that store? No, bad chip, bad chip. No, <laughs> no, guys, this is Mall Talk with uh, Maggie and Chip. We're uh, heading down uh, our favorite mall, mall stores, mall stories. Um, we should probably get back on track. We're here to talk about the 1987 space opera. Known as Spaceballs. I'll give you a little background for people who do not know what Spaceballs is. Like I said, it's an American space opera comedy. Co-written, produced, and directed by the legendary Mel Brooks. The film stars Bill Pullman, John Candy, Rick Moranis. Supporting cast, uh, Daphne Zuniga, Dick Van Patten, and the voice of Joan Rivers. Um, As we know, Mel Brooks, responsible for the producers, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. The list goes on. A legend. I, Maggie, I said to Chip when we were talking about this. I, I called it a cult movie. Now, you the only reason so? I, I, the only reason I said that is, it wasn't a hit when it came out, nineteen eighty-seven. Hmm. Okay. It it did middling box office. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you the numbers, Maggie. I know you love box office numbers. I do. You, yeah.
2: Also, give me the budget, too. I will
0: give you the budget. uh, (laughs) I'm going to make up the budget. Let's see. It grossed $38 million total Mm -hmm. of 1987. It was the 24th most popular movie of 1987. Uh, Opening weekend, only 6.6 mil. Uh, Finished behind Dragnet. It's opening weekend. Dragnet, of course. Wow. (laughs) Um, And the number one movie of that year, I think I just said, was Beverly Hills Cop 2. So, all right, not a, not a, not a cult. I mean, it's much more popular now than it was then. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Correct?
2: I feel like you can't, like, I mean, it's interesting to hear that it didn't do well because, like, I feel like I can't turn on my TV and flip channels without stumbling upon it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's. Sure. Now, Maggie- I stop and watch. Like, I can't, like, not, like, I can't keep flipping once I get the Space Boss. It's like, oh, well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the destination.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, this, this, the idea behind our, our movie shows, Maggie, is we want to find movies that, you know, our guests picked out that helped shape them into the awesome person they are today. So let's set the scene. Where was young Maggie Sirota when she first saw Spaceballs?
2: I was probably eight or nine years old. Um, so not young enough to get all the blowjob jokes yet. Yep. Uh-oh. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Which there were many. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And you never really know how many there are until you watch them with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> watch it, then you become really aware of how many blowjob jokes are in this movie.
0: Yeah, she's got a big tally. She's mean face, like oh.
2: No, she. Just a whiteboard. No, was like the tongue. She had this tongue click where, like, the sound would just like echo off the walls, like this like, oh. disapproving oh. tongue click. Um. But uh, and then she just go, "This is not for you." I'm like, "What do you mean it's not for me? This is the silliest movie ever." <laughs>
0: So you rented it or theater? I guess, obviously. I probably...
2: saw it at a neighbor's house. because I don't think we had cable. And I think I lived in like this duplex. So mm-hmm. the family that lived downstairs, like I hung out, I played with their their kids. And so one night I came down and, and we all watched baseball. So it was like an event. Oh, like that's almost, so awesome. Either on HBO or maybe they had a VCR, which we didn't have. So that was really like, oh, shit, they have a VCR. We're going to go yeah. down and watch a movie. <laughs>
0: And I think the cool part must have been you enjoy a movie probably more when you're that age when you're watching it with others, just because laughter is infectious.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that I just remember. Like I remember I was like laughing so hard, like it's that thing where you almost choke, like like you almost like inhale like down the wrong pipe when when the little alien starts doing the vaudeville routine. Oh, like, like oh my god that murdered me and i wasn't like old enough to understand like oh this is a parody of alien that's john hurt right there like mm-hmm. you know it's like no this, this this little alien he's doing this little dance he's oh. got a hat i am in <laughs> i am sold
0: <laughs> and the funny thing was that was really john hurt like he yeah, just yeah he was cool enough to say hey you guys want the chess burster scene yeah i'll do it what the hell yeah um that was a great homage obviously to uh to a, another space movie, but the funny thing is, like with this movie, it came out ten years after Star Wars, mm-hmm. and a few years after people were even still caring, yeah, a lot about like once the trilogy movies ended, there was a great period of time where people didn 't give a shit about Star Wars mm-hmm. but Mel Brooks said let 's do a star Wars parody, and obviously, when Mel Brooks wants to do something, he tackles many genres, and I think this is one of the genres he did not tackle and wanted to uh to get involved i
2: kind of get the feeling from this that he didn't really give a shit about star wars either like (laughs) (laughs) great point great point (laughs) like it's just i feel like that's kind of like he got the aesthetics down like and it's just like i think he was more so parroting the movies the serials that star wars were based on i think that was maybe his appeal yeah but and like i think he was just familiar enough with the elements of like in culture to kind of put together the movie to kind of like be like the skeleton for all like the kind of silly things he wanted to do, but like.
0: Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, totally. He's like, this is just another vehicle for me to do all my shtick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be myself into another room. You're all, my ass is going to be on the wrong way. And you know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What other movies of that time, like a young Maggie who's laughing at space balls, like what other comedies hit you when you were young that set the path for your, comedic enjoyment
2: um uhf was a big one i know you already did that okay. i think that was the movie i originally pitched not yeah you know, classic to, to give the audience a little peek behind the process there yes there <laughs> we go um, yeah there's like there i remember there's one joke in uhf i remember when um like when they did like the little gandhi two, um the gandhi two mm-hmm. like parody commercial and like when he says all the steak medium rare and I didn't get that joke until like 15, like 10 years later when I was in high school and I was learning about like how Gandhi was a vegetarian and I was sitting at my desk like, oh, oh, he's having a steak. Oh, I get it.
0: I like that's what you were thinking about just in you are know, like, hey, we're learn about Gandhi. That's great. You're drifting off. You're like Gandhi. Yeah, UHF. Wait a second.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's really wild how often I think of Spaceballs, like, as an adult. <laughs> yeah, it's it's prob- it's that
0: touchstone comed- comedy movie, Chip, pretty close to you. You're around the same age. Like, that must have been in your top.
1: Yeah, I was like 10 or so when it came out on video, and that's that's when I saw it, when it came to the video store. And this was one of those special ones. I'm sure you both have at least one of these movies. I remember, I was probably fifth grade maybe or so, and I remember being sick from, sc- I was homeschool sick from a few days, and we just happened to rent that, so I just laid on the couch and watched Spaceballs 20 times in a row, and it just always <laughs> reminds me of being sick, but in a good way, and sick. we would just, and then it was one of those that we pirated off of the VHS tape that we got from the video store, and my brother and I, you know, we dubbed it, and then we just watched it over and over and over again
2: oh yeah i mean not to tangent tangent a little bit on that but just i i was just thinking fondly the other day of like sick day viewing Mm -hmm. like sick day tv viewing oh yeah and like when i was like home like in the like early 90s i had like a whole routine like i it started with like like price is right like I've then it went to like all the talk shows and i was like all right some teens are gonna get makeovers (laughs) they're gonna be mad about it um (laughs) you're <laughs> <We're> not neo-nazis
1: <laughs> and then you and then it's like six seven o'clock at night and you're hoping that you're almost still sort of sick enough to be home the next day too yeah so then you find out you're going to be homesick the next day so you know you can catch up on that soap opera or whatever with that yeah that guy who won enough money on the pyramid and you're going to get to see oh him. yes
2: yeah yeah i would definitely i would definitely get attached to like game show you know i'd mm-hmm. super get attached to like game show contestants and like yeah there was definitely like a period like in the late 80s early 90s where soap operas were just bonkers yep. where it's like okay we're gonna play around with the supernatural this character is gonna be possessed <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like i just be like what and i'm what i'm what am i watching and why can't i stop <laughs> right
1: <laughs> i i think my favorite my favorite home sick, and this is i wasn't even like necessarily home from school sick but i was in i mean to tell you how cool i was it was my it was Christmas break of my junior year, sophomore or junior year of high school, and I I got sick, and my parents and my brother went away for a few days, and they left me homesick. I just had a cold, but like you know, I was homesick by my, and I was home by myself in the house, and I had rented YouTube's Rattle and Hum movie, and oh Comedy Central was also doing a forty eight hour soap marathon. <laughs> soap. <laughs> so literally for three days, I just watched Rattle and Hum and Soap and it was the greatest uh, uh, holiday break i think i ever had in my life to, for
0: for people who aren't like super old like may, like soap was that the billy crystal mm-hmm. uh, yeah um richard
2: mulligan maybe if you mulligan that? yeah mulligan. <laughs> yeah that was i used to watch that in, as, in reruns when i was a kid and it's another show where it's like
0: you miss every people-
2: Maybe I just like the puppet because it's like, I'm not understanding any, I mean, most of the jokes are just like way over. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I would try to talk to other kids at school about it and they would tell me that they're not allowed to watch that
0: show. Maggie, Maggie, I just have a feeling that there are at least 10 shows where you were like, had a group around you. So if you guys, are you watching? And they're like, Maggie, we're nine. We can't watch that. Like, Oh, okay.
2: No, (laughs) you don't know how right you are. So I used to stay up and watch Saturday Night Live. And then on Monday in the cafeteria, I'd be explaining all my favorite like sketches to the, to everyone at the table. Oh yeah. Like I would just be like, I was like singing the tunes theme to them and be like, all right, so the cat can (laughs) drive and you see the cat at the wheel, but the cat doesn't drive well. And then he flies over, like he flies over a cliff. And then my friends are just like, what are you talking about? I like get really mad at like kids uh, younger than us that are just like, they can just like. Like, they don't have to wait six months for a Saturday Night Live sketch you, you know? Like, you like the replay. Right. Like, they can just go to, like, Hulu or whatever and watch it immediately that's after. right there. Yeah. Or, like,
1: and you, or you just miss it. Like, I was the kid who tried to stay up in middle school, but I would all, always fall asleep by, like, 11.39. Mm-hmm. I was just out mm-hmm. and missed the rest of the episode.
2: Yeah, just, like, we- right after the monologue, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: We used to beg our dad on Saturday nights if we could stay up late enough to see Mr. Bill. This is how old I am. Mr. Bill was a little clay puppet that literally was on one out of every 12 episodes (laughs) at like 10 minutes to one. Yeah, And my dad, such a sweet guy. And he was a big fan of comedy. He's like, sure. And I think we saw it twice in the four years we begged my dad to stay up, but it was just his way of letting us watch all of Saturday Night Live with this, you know, carrot at the end of the stick of mr bill Mm -hmm. uh never really and then when mr bill was on it was it was so weird and violent and you're like was this what i wanted but i know my friends like it so i think that's why i should like it
2: and it's like over so quickly and you're like okay i guess I."
0: (laughs) yeah maggie when we do movies i throw in a little fun facts about Mm -hmm. the movie as a jumping off point um number one Mel Brooks foreshadowed this film at the end of his 1981 uh, movie, History of the World, Part 1. Really? The ending joke, uh, the movie saying the sequel to History of the World would be titled Jews in Space.
1: Oh. (laughs) And he made it work.
0: That was was 1981, six years later. He's probably shopping that script around. Studios are bidding on it. They're, you know, all that. So that's pretty neat. So there. I mean, was... that's like
2: your elevator pitch right now. Hey, what's this movie about, Mel? Oh, Jews in space. Jews in
0: space. <laughs> um, the original title, uh, working title for the movie was Planet Moron, which is awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Well, that's what they dub asshole it into when um Oh when on like TV? when it's on like regular TV. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh maybe when you can not uh, say ass
2: like I'm surrounded by morons. Keep firing, morons. You know, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you just brought that up. That's one thing about Mel Brooks' style (laughs) of comedy and this movie in particular. They hammer jokes so hard. Yeah. And they just keep it, like the major asshole scene, a good just three minutes of one joke being boom, boom, boom. Like, there's no subtlety. Like, if you watch a Zucker Brothers movie, like Airplane, Mm -hmm. killer joke. Don't waste a breath on it. Onto the next joke. Onto yeah. the next joke. There's such contrasting styles of both very popular, you know, comedic directors and mm-hmm. both super funny, but I could see why Mel Brooks' uh, comedies would appeal to eight to eleven year olds because. Yeah you love that joke of the word asshole being said yeah. and they keep saying it and saying it and i could see the joy of a young child just be like yes yes this is so not right i love it keep it going
2: <laughs> yeah i also feel like the, the movie is actually a lot dirtier than the pg rating kind of
0: oh yeah oh, i feel absolutely. like they, they got a
2: little creative with that like oh she's gone from suck the blow when they've got the <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like,
0: um Yes. Yeah, so it like
2: gives great helmet.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. literally you don't go five minutes without some sort of like sexual rapper.
2: And if you're a little kid, you're just probably like, what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. Right. That gives great helmet. I, that, that goes right over. My, no. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Um, no idea.
0: Uh, so it was called planet moron. Um, let's see, but they had to change it because I believe people wanted the word space somewhere in the title. Like that mm-hmm. was a key element to sell it. So um, he took that with one of his favorite expressions is balls. Like he would just mm-hmm. say, oh, balls. So he was like space balls
2: mm-hmm. uh, and
0: also kind of the screwball comedy element to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where we got the title space balls from. And one last Fun fact for this uh, little segment, then we'll have more, of course. He's doing a uh, Star Wars parody, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to go to George Lucas to get his blessing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like a lot of people do parodies, I guess, and maybe don't get the blessing of because mm-hmm. you don't need to. Uh, but this is very cool. Uh, George Lucas like, fine. He looked at the script. He's like, make fun of it. That's great one thing you can't do can you guess the one thing that george lucas did not want this movie to be involved with
2: maybe he and, wasn't allowed to specifically reference the force
0: but that's a good that's an excellent excellent point chip well,
1: yeah i'm trying. like would it, yeah i can't i can't tell it's, like- it's
0: outside of the actual movie itself he did not allow any merchandising. Oh. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's so hence
2: why the yogurt scene. Yes.
0: Just- yeah.
2: Merchandising.
0: So him, so Bell Brooks just being a complete like, you know, son of a bitch is like, oh yeah, we, we, we won't be able to merchandise it. But you'll damn sure I'll mention it in the movie and spend a lot of time
2: on that. <laughs> yeah, I and think- make fun of how shamelessly you merchandised the yes. shit out of your IP.
0: Yeah. That that takes balls from yeah. Mel Brooks, like huge balls, to be like, okay, George, that's cool. I know you don't want people to confuse Star Wars products or Spaceball products, uh, blah blah blah. So I, I might it. you just- don't have enough money, George.
2: We understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's funny if you up until this day, there's no there's still no Spaceball merchandise that's official. You know, yeah. people have like tea public sh- shops with like, you know, John Candy's uh, Morph, whatever uh, character Arf, on yeah. and stuff that and stuff like that. But I have,
2: yeah, I actually have one. I've got a uh, I don't have that, but I have um, a tank top. My old boss bought me with the little alien and he's oh. holding up his little hat. And it just <laughs> oh, that's like, great. please.
0: <laughs> that scene. Oh, my God. When that just came out of nowhere. That that's just like one of those his little trademark um take something weird, go off on a tangent, and then just stop. And then the yeah, then the scene, the cutaway scene of I believe Bill Pullman and John Candy just like what just happened? Like just mm-hmm. staring at the
2: Yeah, they're a reaction shot. They're they're so good at reaction. And also I believe they had like on the merchandising tip, I believe they were like spaceballs placemats at the diner that they're on there. <laughs> so you can kind of look (laughs) a little kind of
0: (laughs) Maggie what do you think of Bill Pullman
2: hot oh my gosh what a babe something I noticed about that movie last night is acting style like he was doing a lot of pointing (laughs) with um like when he's like listen you know when Mm -hmm. they when he meets um you know the princess when they after they rescue her and I realized oh he's probably parodying like like Harrison Ford's one go to move but when he's angry, just like, yes, the point. Wow, that's true. Harrison Ford, not an actor of not a lot of range, but just no, kind of like, just something that like my friend Chris described it as like he's kind of like has this certain kind of masculinity you kind of just want to imprint on. Like,
0: yeah, totally. Um, yeah, Bill Pullman was a nobody, or well, he, you know, he's in a couple of small roles. Um, but they wanted a big star for the movie, like because that's you know like the 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 big role in Star Wars was uh, you know similar to that. So they wanted to uh, either have, I believe, Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks. They reached out to, they both declined. But then when they found out that Rick Baranish and John Candy were booked in the other roles, they're mm-hmm. so like, we don't need that big a star. Yeah. So they found they found Bill Pullman. And I love Bill Pullman. Like he's right. one of those one of those guys who's just been making consistently good movies. I think my favorite role, and this was like five years later, he was still in. He, I mean he oddly was in a role where he's a um, singles the movie. He's yeah. not even like he's like the eighth billed person in that mm. movie, you know. And he I was, totally forgot he was in Singles. That's right. Yeah, he yeah, was the doctor. Know the doctor with uh, Bridget Fonda Mm -hmm. that he
2: the plastic surgeon
0: yeah he was like crushing on Bridget Fonda after you know and he was great in that like he was just so subtle and that really brought him to my attention more and then obviously he was in like sleepless in Seattle while two movies sleepless in Seattle and while you were sleeping yeah a lot of sleepy movies.
1: Sleepy movies
0: and then Independence Day was his big one I guess Mm -hmm. and then uh, a great movie that I love that he was in Lake Placid mm-hmm Oh, it's, a, it's like ahead. a little horror monster movie.
1: Is that the uh, is that the uh, alligator one?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. But Bill Pullman, one of those guys, a very reliable, good actor.
2: I'm always that... delighted when he shows up. Yeah, like he, yeah. You're like, all right, Bill Pullman's here.
0: Now I was worried that he died because I confused him with other actors. Bill Paxton. There's... Bill Paxton. Yeah, he he died. Right. Yes. Yes. That's yes. super so, sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes damn Mm -hmm. i don't mean to bring this down we're having a really good time here right
2: (laughs) well i mean if you start talking about how how many people in space balls are now no longer with us we can get bummed real quick oh my god right yeah
0: john candy um this came out a few months before his big movie planes trains and automobiles
1: Mm -hmm. 1987 yeah
0: that was yeah big year for him this is a big year um and he had one of the two most memorable improvised lines of the movie. Um, I don't do movie quotes a lot, like, but when I heard this line that I hear all the time, I didn't realize it was from Spaceballs, was, oh, that's going to leave a mark.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, he after standing up too fast without undoing his seatbelt. <laughs> um
2: much was improvised do you know like
0: yeah not a lot like they they okay mel brooks is one of those guys like you know he's an old school writer and he was yeah. one of the writers with his team of writers and i think uh rick moranis had a, a popular um let me see like in
2: the, in the scene when he's with the dolls i can see i like i can imagine there's got to be like footage that's just hilarious of him that scene just going on with him like doing more <laughs> stuff with the dolls like Maggie,
0: that was the only other scene that was fully improvised. Yeah. It was his idea, actually, Rick uh-huh. Moranis playing with the dolls. And that scene is
1: amazing. Again, that uh, merchandise that you're not allowed to have, too, which is, yeah. Nice. yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Another little jab mm-hmm. of merchandising. Wow. Maggie, give me yeah. your thoughts on Rick Moranis.
2: Oh, I, I everything is excellent. I just like I was reading the script before. I don't know if it's the actual script or if it's just a transcript, like someone just transcribed the, the mm-hmm. movie. But like when you look at it on the on the page, like so much of what he's doing physically, like like so much of the comedy is really coming from his timing of like when the, you know, like when the his little shield's coming down, like <laughs> how he's really kind of selling the spit take, like yes.
1: Oh god, it's so yeah. much
2: like really just rests on him, like what he's like doing with this role that's like not on the page.
1: And then just that moment when he he crack like the 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 ship stops and he crack flies and crashes into the front and he's like all messed up, you know, and he just has that moment like kind of like a couple of moments in Ghostbusters like that where he's just not himself and he's just like yeah. smoke if you got him. Like hey, <laughs> you know, how <laughs> oh, are you
2: doing? over.
1: Yeah. Fine, how are you doing? Yeah. Just <laughs> I mean, so perfect. I'm
2: wondering if there was like just a mat or something to catch him when he just full on, like, just like
0: (laughs) his little tie, his outfit, it's just the little black tie that's,
1: yeah, and then the pith helmet when he's out (laughs) in the desert. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, um, Maggie, you brought up how much is improvised, and that always fascinates me because, um, I used to listen to a podcast, I stopped because it got too annoying office late (laughs) office ladies podcast jenna fisher and the woman who played angela kinsey have a they just basically go through every office episode they loved nothing more than calling out when one of their genius actor friends improvised a line so they'd always be like oh wasn't that line didn't you make that up or didn't dwight
2: make that up and i'm thinking like that's I great. Think Steve no. Carell was the only one that could improvise.
0: Yeah. Like Steve Carell yeah. was the guy who improvised and it was accepted. The one thing, Maggie, you're a writer. Chip, you're a writer. Like when people who slaved away on these scripts and these rewrites over and over and crafted seriously funny movies and funny TV shows, they got to be a little miffed when they hear actors talking about, yeah, I think the best part of the show was that one time when I improved. Like <laughs> when I really yeah. made the script come to life. I just did it all when off I the breathed
2: cuff. life into it. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's...
0: It drives, it drives me crazy. I mean, I I'm always like, it's nice. You know what? You got a little thing in there, but let, let's mm-hmm. not go, let's not go crazy. This wasn't the first parody of Star Wars, official parody of Star Wars that came out. Really? There, yeah, in 1977, there's a 12-minute short movie that I remember watching you guys ever hear Hardware Wars? It was a cheap, low-budget
2: movie shot... It for like wasn't eight- the thumb thing, was it? The little thumbs. Uh
0: No, I, I okay. believe it was just a guy in an abandoned laundromat with he had, like, everything was made out of, like, toasters and flashlights and... Oh, Hokies. it, it like it's Mr. Familiar. science
2: theater. Like yeah, professor.
0: it really is, Maggie. Like, it is right, right around that sort of, like, idea. And George Lucas liked it, so he thought it was cute. So that kind of opened up for other people to make fun of of the Star Wars franchise, just as long as they don't merchandise. (laughs) Maggie, what's some of your favorite scenes? Like what young Maggie laughing at when you think of Spaceballs, you want to sell it to people? Like, let's say you have a a young coworker, a niece and nephew, and you're like, this is why you should watch Spaceballs.
2: I, for me, I feel like George Weiner doesn't get enough credit yes. as Colonel mm-hmm. Sanders. Oh, my God. Like, there's that moment at the, um, <laughs> you know, like when, you know, like Mr. Coffee and then Mr. Radar. Yeah. And then they go and watch the movie. And there's, this, they had this whole, like, who's on first routine. Yes. And, like, that's so beautifully choreographed. And like, George, and, like, George Weiner sells it so well. But that's the thing. That's when was now then when will them be now soon. soon and he tells
1: it so well and it's mm-hmm. and not only are they doing that with their mm-hmm. the words the lines they have to use their body language because it's mm-hmm. also shown on the tv so they're going back and forth and you i yeah. mean it's it's perfectly choreographed
2: One baseball dude the helmet just sitting there stationary not moving mm-hmm. as yep. they're like looking back and forth
0: i don't know a lot about george weiner but but you could tell this guy was a serious like he was a really good actor like yeah. it just came through in his little line de- deliveries. Like the way he just acted was, this guy's just not a comedic actor. This guy, I don't know what his background is, but something tells me, Juilliard trained. probably yeah. did theater in the park for twelve years. Like, oh, he's worked with
2: the Cohen brothers, like TV, movie. You know, like he's been like he's just like seems like a capital A actor, like an actor's yep. actor.
0: Yeah, like, Chip, what 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 would you? Uh, what's a scene that you would?
1: The um. i i I think i honestly kind of those same things that the mr coffee mr uh uh, mr radar thing and then he spits out the coffee to me i the and when i watched it again just anything with anything with rick Rick moranis i thought was hilarious. i mean he just is so funny
2: something there's a scene i thought that like really parodies really well just like these dumb speeches that they get you know like when like the like the antagonist is gonna give about like the nature of evil, and it's just like, you know, and then they never feel like right like in the blockbuster movie. There's always they're always something I kind of tolerate because mm-hmm. they never come off very natural. And then like that one part, line where like Rick, Rick Moranis um parodies it in that kind of in that showdown of Florence where is like, and evil will always triumph over good because good is dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> it's, it's it's so well done. <laughs> Yeah, so bu- so good.
0: Give me Yay. your g- Maggie. Give me your favorite character names out of like. I I love the character names are amazing. Like, give me your top three. Like, who do you?
2: Okay, let me let me go to the IMD. I mean, Pizza the Hot, obviously. That's
0: probably. that's a top five. Like, or just
1: who, I, I just found out today was voiced by Dom DeLuise. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that.
0: This is very Mad Magazine character naming. Yeah, for these characters, where, well, we mentioned George Weiner. He was my number one. Just Colonel Sanders mm-hmm. is just and such like, a
2: changing the spelling so they don't get. Changing do... the spelling, and you yeah, know like... they just they just like did that just to set up the what's a matter Colonel Sanders chicken, chicken. yes, <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> like and like
0: Major Asshole like everything they they not only said give them a funny name
2: and then we'll mm-hmm. give them
0: a
1: scene mm-hmm. yeah
0: making fun of that.
2: Uh Prince Valium is good. That's, that's good. A- <laughs>
1: that's a great one. Jim J. Bullock's perfect in that.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, at also I just love the fact that it's like the casting of like, all right, who can we pick that's gonna have like zero to negative sexual energy <laughs> charisma <laughs> with Daphne Zuniga? Like one of the like in her prime. Like, who can we pick? The really right.
0: Place? Oh my god, Jim J so Bullock. <laughs> Jim J Bullock.
2: President Scroob, love it, love it. Scroob
0: yogurt, just yogurt is such a yeah. that yeah. must have been. Um, one of my favorite names, they all have these very funny names, like, you know, dot matrix was the yeah. C3PO, but for the, and this is such a Jewish humor staple, the doctor's yeah. space name, Irving Schlotnik.
2: Oh, yeah. that was great. Like, yeah, just mm-hmm. no
0: space name. Like he's a doctor. It's Irving Schlotnick. You know, there's, there's no space <laughs> name. From Beverly Hills. There's
2: a Beverly Yeah, right. Hills. There's just
0: no.
1: <laughs> and he's wearing his plaid golf pants with his caddy behind him.
2: Oh, Snotty was good. Snotty. Yes, I really yeah. I was wondering why he looks so familiar, that actor. And it's because he's McLean Stevens's son. They have like the exact same face. Oh my God.
0: Hello, yeah. Larry. Hello, Larry Jr.
2: Oh, yeah. and what was
1: Steven Tobolowski
2: doing there? He barely had, a, he had such a small role. But he's, oh, his role is great. Like he's the dude who captures their, like he makes the big speech uh-huh. before he, um. it was all for naught. And then it's like he <laughs> captured the stunt doubles. Yeah, it's like there's like another them. really great, like that's another really great, like kind of like action sci-fi movie, like staple of like the really haughty speech. Mm. <laughs> Chip. Now, one thing, Maggie, we we give fun facts,
0: we discuss the movie. Chip and I we do endless research. We love to research movies, we love to make this an educational experience, not only a entertainment. Chip, you did some research on this movie. Would you like to uh... Drop some well, science on us. Well,
1: yeah. Well, well, honestly, not really research. Just what I picked up from the movie when I was watching it. Oh, what oh, okay. I gleaned from it. Gleaned, okay. What I noticed. So, you know, obviously, Star. You know, Star, Spaceballs parody Star Wars. That was the direct mm-hmm. movie. That, but obviously, it had, and we've mentioned a few of them. It, 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 definitely took and parodied a couple of other movies too. You can see that. You know, obviously, Alien. You know, he had the the, the guy, mm-hmm. the alien jump out of his stomach. Star Trek with Snotty and the Beaming Me Up. Uh, the, mm-hmm. of course, Planet of the Apes. 2001 even the wizard of oz with mm-hmm. the when they meet yogurt for the first when time meet yogurt yeah yeah but if you really if you actually really watch it closely you can see all of the other movies that mel brooks references he's obviously a huge film fan and you can see all these things and now i'm just assuming that the two of you are not nearly as well versed in classic cinema as i am
0: no not at all no,
1: uh, no. so uh, so i'm gonna share with you the references that i saw that i'm sure just went over your heads Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you both, I'm sure, probably missed. So, for example, when they were walking through the desert, mm-hmm. that's parodying Terrence Malick's 1973 neo-noir uh, movie, Badlands. You know, mm-hmm. some of the dialogue in that scene is almost verbatim from Malick's classic. You know, obviously, I, you, know, you mm-hmm. may have known that. I, I don't know if, if you knew that. But um, oh. also the beginning, uh, when you see the long shot of the Spaceball mm-hmm. ship, that's from Star Wars, of course. But it's also a nod to 1927's Metropolis, the Fritz Lang classic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just obviously that comes out and um uh, you remember the first wedding scene with a big congregation you know that is of course anybody either of you know what that's from that's a that's obviously yeah. no you don't is know it way? right no, no, no. I, I know a lot about film i know a lot about film that's from mm-hmm. fellini's la dolce vita uh, you know i mean the dialogue in that scene is so much funnier if you knew fellini like i know i, I just know film very very well is what i'm trying to what I'm really trying to get at. You know, Lone Star's Winnebago is just a modern take on, of course, 1925's Battleship Potenkin. You know, any film historian <laughs> knows that, right? I mean, you guys probably don't know that. I'm just, I just know film very, very well. I mean, the lightsaber scene that we know, that we talked about between Lone Star and Dark Comet, that's almost a shot for shot. Did you know this? There's almost a shot for shot remake of the fight scene in Kurosawa's Throne of Blood from 1957. <laughs> It, it's Whoa. just shot for shot, and tr- trust me.
2: Even I, the part where they where you ask them, "I see your Schwartz is as big as mine." That is actually
1: from, that that is actually a Kurosawa line. Uh, That's oh um, wow, that's, okay. yeah. It's it's and these are thi- I just know these facts. These are not things that I just read on like first line when I went to a Wikipedia article. These are things that I just know because I'm just, just such you just
2: a feel them on a cellular
1: level. I really, I really do. I mean, go, just go ahead, ask me, give me any scene, and I'll tell you what movie, Jeff. Give me any scene from the movie, just a scene from the movie, and I'll tell you what classic movie that was parodying.
0: All right. Uh, how about when Dark Helmet intercepts Lone Star and reveals that he is his father's brother's nephew's cousin's
1: former roommate? Sure. Uh, that's from Dario Argento's 1977 classic supernatural horror film Suspiria. I, mm. obviously oh. hey now yeah. uh maggie do, oh, well, do you do have one that you when, would like when,
2: to me- um, we meet barf <laughs> and he's we see him dancing to bon jovi
1: yeah uh that <laughs> is actually goes. a nod. yeah that's that's a nod to ingmar bergman's heartbreaking sawdust and tinsel from 1953 just a <laughs> heart heartbreaking movie i mean you can obviously see all of you know you can see <laughs> From Robert Altman's *The Long Goodbye*, 1969's *Color of Pomegranates* by Sergei Padurov. Uh, of course *Truffaut's La Femme des Co* uh, inspired uh, the character of Dot Matrix. Obviously, yeah. 1969's *Army of Shadows*, Werner Herzog's mm-hmm. *The Enigma of Caspar Hauser*, uh, all over that film. Oh yeah, you that film. That. R- oh, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> obviously, you knew that. Uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, all over that film, and of course, of course, finally the scene. When they first rescue Princess Princess Vespa, that is obviously from the 1983 movie Mister Mom, <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Keaton movie Mister Mom. Uh, but you know, I'm obviously just I'm very well versed in film, and and I just I just know so much about classic cinema yeah, that I yeah. I I my discerning eye was able to pick up all of those nuances that I'm sure a layperson like the two of you or any of listeners out there, it would just go over your heads. But I'm just no, such I, get a... I
2: only learned to read a couple of years ago, so I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's okay.
1: It's okay. I'm, I'm here to teach people is what I'm what I'm here <laughs> for. It's vast knowledge that I, like I said, definitely didn't learn by Googling things and looking on the first line of a Wikipedia article.
2: <laughs> there is a line delivery that I have not been able to shake since I just rewatched it most recently. Um, the part where they go to, to um, Yogurt's... T- temple and they um i think it was barth who like me- who mentions that like the his whole aesthetic is like temple of doom and then she just then like joan rivers just says under breath well Sora's in temple Beth israel <laughs> 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 and it's like, <laughs> it's just like this little throwaway want line and you can barely hear it because but it's so perfect it's just it's, like, <laughs> it's
1: great and then like little like 10 11 year old like lutheran kid chip just sitting there like not getting half of the, yep. the Jewish humor of like, like some of yeah. the, the lines and then going back now and being like, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, Just- that was from Cherry Hill. So that was kind of, I mean, I- <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah. You live, Maggie lived next door to Temple Beth Israel. So right, right, yeah. right. You know, it was it was like, oh, right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. There, <laughs> um, there fun was fa- actually a Temple Beth Israel. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Fun fact about Dot Dot Matrix, who was obviously voiced by Joan Rivers do you know who played Dot Matrix? Like there was a person. In the-
2: of Shields y- and Yarnell.
0: Yes, isn't that a Maggie? When I was young, Shields and Yarnell and Mummanchans, two mm-hmm. different mime type duos, were like the hot things on variety shows. Like you'd have yeah. the Donny and Marie variety show. Basically, anyone who was hot for a minute based on a TV show or movie was given a variety show for like one season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was always like Charo and Shields and Yarnell. And you'd be like, all right, I'm in. I'm in with Charo. I'm in with, you know. Like anyone and then, with
2: like a Vegas appeal, like had a. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And I would watch and like Shields and Yarnell were just two mimes who'd come out and they would kill.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: most people think like, oh, how good are mimes? Oh, they're very good. <laughs> if you're if, if you're shields and your nail.
2: they used to have pop culture and a chokehold for a hot minute like in the late <laughs> 70s
0: <laughs> but if you ever want to have like you know free time i know neither of you do and neither of you like going on wikipedia or youtube or anything like that check out moment moment shots moment shots crazy toilet paper mimes it's all i'm going to say toilet paper, mines, toilet paper Mom mimes. moment shots you know who i was a- obs- a- oh go ahead
2: There was like another like variety show staple that was just like confounding to me. Like Pink Lady and Jeff.
0: Have you gone and watched it? It It's probably like
2: racist as hell, right? It is
0: Maggie. It should just be called the super racism variety hour.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Because poor Pink Lady, who were these two women, huge stars in Japan, did not speak English at all. Oh no. (laughs) And Jeff Conway, not Jeff Conway. Was it Jeff Conway? It was a Jeff. I think it was a lesser Jeff. It was Jeff a last. No, is, no, definitely Jeff wasn't Conway's Jeff Conway.
1: Greece, right? Yeah, no,
0: no, no. His name was Jeff Damn I, I, it.
1: Anyway. Jeff Altman. Jeff Altman. Altman I'm there up we go. Yeah. He
0: um, if you watch like five minutes of any one of the clips, yeah. He was he literally was almost doing like, you know, oh so you know, like when they were yeah, on stage. Yeah. It was horrible, but that was that was hugely popular for like when it came out. There was all this hoopla around it. I don't believe it even lasted a season.
2: That was like a hate crime. <laughs> it really was. Yeah.
1: one Once I got my
2: dog out, oh, he,
1: he's go, he's going to let the dogs. There they go. You, you know, Maggie, do you remember this? This was something, and I'm sure Jeff remembers this, but I remember being very, very young on watching some of these. I don't even, like a, they'd be like panel shows, or mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe like a variety show, but there was, and I'm just looking it up now. Madam, the puppet. Yes. And I flowers. Madam, flowers, and and. Wayland Flower is that is that what it is? I'm Wayland it Flowers here. and Madam and Madam, I, that you she used to scare me so much <laughs> when I was really little because I was like because I remember being young enough to be like is she real is that a real lady I, and I just and I remember she was everywhere I would see her all over the place on I don't know what shows I was watching as like a four year old but I I couldn't tell if she was real or not and it really upset me Maggie Pitcher like six-year-old chip
2: the chin and the nose are just like yes yeah he's like just deep in that uncanny valley
0: Mm -hmm.
2: was this like from the same like puppet maker that did the land of confusion video i was just thinking
0: that that because they all had the pointy
2: noses and
0: chins that were scary as hell yeah Mm -hmm. just
2: upsetting as hell
1: yeah
0: like chip you were kind of falling asleep and you just like mom dad they're like yes chip can you come here and you're like yes chip (laughs) chip is this about the puppet she's not real right no chip we told you she's not real <laughs> 20 minutes go by your brother's like just about falling asleep dad oh
2: jesus <laughs> christ
1: chip she's not real
2: <laughs>
1: she's not yeah, real chip. you're you're pretty much nailing our home <laughs> situation yeah was... she
2: has like a, almost like a crip keeper. i wouldn't be surprised if a crip keeper and madam if there was some like cross like influence
1: <laughs> i could see that yeah
0: oh did maggie did you mention crip
2: keeper Oh, I did.
0: Oh my goodness, guys! I think this is a better time than uh, there's no better time than
1: now for me to hit you with a quiz. When when Uh, will when will then be now? Soon, soon, soon.
0: Guys, I'm going to give you a quiz, and this is called Actors. What's their monster name? Quiz, okay. 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 (laughs) Um, and you have the choice for me to read these. In a Crip Keeper voice or using my normal voice. So Crip that's keeper. okay. You got well, to go. do the cackle and you have oh. to do a pun. Mm-hmm. I am very not good at at, uh, at voices. Chip will tell you. But basically, this this um, quiz is picture: if all the actors in Hollywood were replaced by monsters. <laughs> so you like me to read this
4: in a Keeper voice? Yes? yes. 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 I will give you a. Uh, here's a sample one. Okay. You better call this giant, gelatinous, people-eating lawyer if you're in trouble in New Mexico. What is the actor's monster name? You better call this giant, gelatinous, people-eating lawyer.
2: Blob Goodman? Oh my god, you Blob are
4: Yes, Odenkirk. Maggie.
2: Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. When, I, I can already tell you're gonna need like a lozenge after. Yeah, it, yeah. it's hurting my throat so bad. So yeah, you don't have to do this. You don't. yeah yes. The
1: first one was a good college try, and I appreciated it. Thank
2: you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's
0: the blob Odenkirk. Kirk. Now you still get points.
2: Thank you. Okay. Thank the you, a, being all Alex Trebek. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's actually the blob Odenkirk. Kirk. My
1: uh, my middle school vice principal was one of the teenagers that ran out of the blob movie oh, theater in the movie that's uh, really awesome yeah little claim of fame
0: all right chip that maggie got that one i'm gonna give this one to you chip all right. this beloved rotund little actor starred in school of rock and the sequel set in transylvania
4: what is his monster name
1: jack blackula that's
4: acceptable. There's three answers, Chip. It would either be Jackula, Blackula, <laughs>
2: Jack, Blackula,
4: <laughs> or Blackula, Jack. I don't know. There's, th- there's three possibilities. There's three of them. <laughs> Thanks, Cryptkeeper. Uh, you're very welcome, Chip. Very welcome. Uh, let me take a break with my voice. Whew.
0: Maggie, here's one for you.
4: hmm when she wasn't starring in Young Frankenstein and the aforementioned Mr. Mom, he he, he she perched atop a gothic building, stone-faced. Young Frankenstein, Mr. Mom,
2: the it's Madeline Kahn in Young Frankenstein.
4: Oh no, no, what else was well, this Madeline Kahn is, is, but it's
1: he's thinking yes. of somebody else.
2: Yes, All right, I don't know who it is. I'm got to uh. pass the chip. Chip, do you know
4: who is in Young Frankenstein and also the wife and Mr. Mom?
1: I believe you're looking for Terry Gargoyle. Terry
4: Gargoyle. Oh, very good, Chip. Yes. Clap, 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 clap. Terry Gargoyle.
0: (laughs) Maggie, here's one for you. This pot-smoking, brooding teen hunk, bolt-necked monster hung out with both freaks and geeks.
2: James Frankenstein? James Frankenstein! Yes, Yes, that's exactly
4: right, but you still get points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, scared.
0: Yes, 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 of course you are. I'm going into more Gollum, I believe, with my voice. Is it
1: okay if Gollum reads these? Yeah, and a little bit of Madam, I think.
0: Oh, no, it's not get too scary. I don't want to scare young Chip. Okay. Okay, here we go. Are you guys enjoying these? I mean, yes. I got a couple. But there's only 72 more of these. Okay, good. So I could. Okay, oh, great. Uh, this sullen young Adams family star really put a spell on everyone on every day of the week. Either one of you can answer. Adams family movie star.
3: Yeah.
0: Young star, Adams family movie. She put a spell on everyone. Not Christina just on Yeah, oh, Yes, uh,
4: yes, Christina Ricci. Sure oh yes, yes. Maggie, this one's especially for you. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. When she wasn't starring in A Star Is Born or a Yentl, this mythical monstrous singing/slash actress was eating goats in the wilds of Mexico. <laughs> this is what we call a stretch. Yentl and Stars' Board, of course. We know oh, who Chica we're talking. Okay.
2: Chubacabra Streisand? Yes. Oh, Maggie, <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm so proud of you as a friend. Chubacabra. <laughs> Chubacabra Streisand. <laughs> You're right. That was. Well, I think I wouldn't have gotten if you didn't say it was. A, it was a stretch. Yes. <laughs> yes.
4: A very. All these would be considered a stretch. Yeah, yes. I yes. Chip, are you ready for one?
1: I hope so. Okay, Chip. If
0: you told this bloody good Save by the Bell actress she sucked, she would take it as a compliment.
1: Ooh, um, Either one of you can answer. Who's? Uh,
0: yeah, I think you're you're almost there, Chip.
1: Uh, she sucked.
0: Meaning she,
4: meaning she was a, a particular yeah. type of monster that sucked. <laughs>
1: uh, Tif, Tiffany Vampire Thiessen? That's exactly right, Jim. Wow. I'm so proud of you, too,
4: as a friend. Yes, wow. good. Right? Yes,
1: great, it. great.
4: Oh, boy, and this one is probably the stretchiest of all stretches. But oh, I gotta wow, give it, can't oh, wait. Oh, Maggie, you're going to love this one. <laughs> this amphibious green humanoid camp counselor arises from a dark dank body of water in wet hot American summer. Yes. <laughs> oh boy,
2: this is not good. Michael Ian Black Lagoon.
4: Yes, Maggie Ooh, Perfect. Wow. This is creature from the Michael Ian Black Lagoon.
2: Oh that, wow.
1: I wouldn't have gotten that one. That is a, that's a, that's a good one. Chip, you must need an easy one. Is that
4: correct? I mean,
1: probably.
4: All right, Chip, in a perfect world, this little devil would have starred in the talented Mr. (laughs) Cripply little devil, talented Mr. Cripply
1: Matt Demon. Yes.
4: Oh, yes, Chip. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Wow. I'm proud of myself. This is a good one coming up. Either of you, this is for either of you. Ooh. This brain's craving undead actress. Okay, now came... you sound like Yoda, kind
2: of. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of losing it, losing control. A like little like a little
2: bit of Yoda and Grover. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm seeing Ooh. Grover. Yeah, Grover.
4: <laughs> yeah I got to keep going with it, though. Uh, this <laughs> brain's craving undead actress cleaned up many messes for a bunch of Brady's.
1: Oh. <laughs> this is a good one, Jeff. It's a good one. It's a good one. I, I, I'm i proud that I got this one. I, I think I'm getting it right. Zombie Davis.
2: Yes, 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 yes. I'm clapping. I was trying to think like how I could configure B Davis. I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh, Maggie, zombie Davis. <laughs> This By is the way, that
1: good. Ann B. Davis is one of my favorite. It, it, it was an answer on one of my favorite. Do you guys remember Remote Control? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God! One That's of my favorite I shows. Like really, I think that
0: is in the three of our wheelhouses. That might be the most, the most wheelhouse of all. I mean, really
1: defined my sense of humor as a, as a young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite category that they ever had on that TV show was dead or Canadian. Yeah, and they would just give an actor an actress, and you would have to say if they were dead or Canadian. It's beautiful. It's yeah. such
2: <laughs> so yeah. simple. Yeah. What if they were both? I don't remember dead or Canadian. I think
1: I think there were one or two. Yeah, there were, we were both. Yeah. yeah. And my favorite episode of that there was a Christmas episode where they had the three wise men as contestants. But mm-hmm. the three wise men are from 2,000 years ago, so they don't know anything, and they don't understand <laughs> how the buttons work, the buzzers work. They don't understand anything, except for when there became a round about Laverne and Shirley, and they all got <laughs> all of them right, That's and so then good. just went back to not knowing anything.
0: So we had a young Adam Sandler, Dennis Leary.
1: Dennis Leary. Colin and Colin Quinn.
0: Well, yeah, they were the two. Actually, it was, yeah, Colin Quinn was the, uh, he was like the sidekick. sidekick ken ober was the host mm-hmm. yeah right, and okay. then and then like yeah. um stud boy adam mm-hmm. sandler come out as stud boy dennis lear would come out and do some stick there were three different women who who did like kari war was, kari one, was one of them and then mm-hmm. there were two other ones that show was so good It's so mm-hmm. ahead of mm-hmm. its time
1: really funny
2: it's really, really fun. funny what MTV, MTV came up with some really good stuff when they're just kind of trying to fill time between music videos. Yeah.
0: yeah. What's, what's cheap and what can we do to fill time, right?
1: Yeah. Um, my favorite, one of my first real uh, exposures to stand-up comedy was MTV's Half Hour Comedy Hour. Yes. It was, yeah. it was, that we I used to videotape that and just watch it over and over and over again.
2: Yeah. I feel like that's like the first time I saw like Jeanine Garofalo or Margaret mm-hmm. Cho, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, da- yep. uh, Dana Gould, uh, yep. Drake Sather. Uh,
2: oh, RIP. Another one. RIP. Another one. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah Drake loved Drake. I, I just remember he was always wearing like a public enemy shirt when he appeared on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He like, had yeah, a the- he- co writer of uh, Zoolander. Zoolander. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I used to confuse him with Norm McDonald on all those. Yes, so did, shows. I. So did I, I. I used to think they were yep. the same guy because they mm-hmm. both came out at the same time, same kind of delivery.
1: And Dana Gould was a kind of similar, too. It was those three that were always together. And then, of course, there was the amazing Jonathan. The amazing Jonathan. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Yeah, he would Do always you... tell a girl with a headband, you should have called me. He'd always pick out one girl wearing a black headband and say, hey, why didn't you call me? Yep. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Do you guys
1: remember, this is very bizarre, and I've even asked some comedians that I've worked with that I, I think I even asked Dana at one point, uh, there was a comedian named Tree on there do you remember tree he was a big tall guy shaved head you know kind of looked like he was just this huge guy kind of like biker looking guy but was hilarious and mm. there is almost zero information about him online interesting sort of went don't away yeah.
0: Yeah. oh that's awesome um you guys thought i was done with these oh, right, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you, yeah. Thought, you, thought, you were, thought you were wrong way thought wrong. past this nightmare that is what's their monster name yeah sorry there's there's two more okay okay Spin City and Melrose Place actress who actually lived in Texas with her chainsaw-wielding monster family. This is so good. I mean, this is whatever.
1: Spin City.
0: And Melrose Place, the big star of Melrose Place. Co-stars. I know who,
2: who the, who the, the um, celebrity is, but I mm-hmm. can't like configure the name. Yes,
4: you might want to think of a, a popular character from a Chainsaw wielding monster family in Texas.
2: Heather Lock, wait, Heather Lock, Leatherface. Keep going, Leather, Leather, Heather,
1: Heatherface, Heather, Heatherface Locklear. Heatherface Locklear, yes, Chip. That's (laughs) your monster name, Heatherface. (laughs) Maggie, Maggie gave me Heather Locklear, which I, I, I don't think I would have been able to pull.
4: Yes, Heatherface. That's, That's wonderful. Um, this is not good, but I'm gonna read it anyway. Fight Club actor who must hide the sharp protrusions that stick out of his cenobite skull. <laughs> oh no! This is what we'd call
2: not good. Brad Pinhead.
4: Uh, he's he's the other actor from Fight Club. He was also an American History X
1: and other movies. <laughs> oh oh oh! Um, a uh, uh, Pinhead Pinhead Norton. Pin Edward Norton. Pin Edward. Uh, Edward Norton. I apologize. He doesn't like to go by. Don't let Ed. it happen again,
4: Jeff. He doesn't like to be, go by Ed Norton, Chip. Please show the man some respect. I'm, I'm so it. sorry. I'm so it's sorry. It's Pin, Pin. Pin Pin oh,
0: Edward. <laughs> All right. This is the last one, Maggie. This okay. is definitely for my friend, Maggie. Okay. Okay.
4: This is a long one. Stay with me. Strap in, kids. The The ex-husband of Exine Cervenka and friend to all hobbits was also the scariest villain in the world of Harry Potter's wizarding friends. So you have to think of, (laughs) let's break it down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who is who is Exine uh ex uh, husband? There's also that I know. Yes, there you go. And then who is the main villain in the Harry Potter Wizarding world? Oh, he was a horrible person.
2: Voldemort Mortensen?
4: It's Vigo
0: Voldemortson. <laughs> okay. Oh no! It's so well not done. Good.
1: Well done.
0: Vigo Voldemortson. There you go, guys. These were
1: (laughs) excellent job, Jeff.
0: And I'm I'm sparing you Billy Bataduke Thornton. I'm not gonna give you that one. (laughs) Okay. Spare you that one. And uh the uh frightfully bad and natural born killers, Gouliette Lewis. I'm not gonna give you that one either.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I thought
0: I'd spare you guys uh spare you guys the details. But that's you know, that's just something that um it's not good. Maggie, a young Maggie during Halloween. Any age? What was your favorite Halloween costume?
2: Um, I when I was in eighth grade, I went as Robert Smith. I think I I think I've posted the pictures on Twitter, but like, if so not, like send the, them to us. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I'm wearing the... an REM shirt, so like that part doesn't really match. Well,
0: but he could be, be Robert Smith, kind of being ironic, maybe a little bit, you know?
2: Yeah, but as um, long as it's not a Smiths or Morrissey shirt, yeah.
0: <laughs> Because that wouldn't have went down at all. That's yeah. great. A young Maggie is as what little overly white powdered face.
2: I don't think I did white, but it's just like you know the really messy lipstick, and then like yep. blue eyeshadow, and then teased the hair. I had big hair, so oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, I mean, I still kind of rely on that as like my low effort costume. Like I did it at work when I still worked at Spin.
0: Oh, that's a great that's a good chip. One. Question to you favorite costume as a young child and go to easy costume?
1: Um, so, uh, favorite costume. My uncle was a welder and he was he was like in his 20s when, when I was probably seven and he welded the metal mask from the Quiet Riot mental health yes. album <laughs> cover. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> uh, so I was I, I went as that guy, and my mom like pinned like a like a big white shirt over like she pinned the sleeves back so it looked like i was in a straight jacket and dude I, that's yeah. awesome oh that's yeah, that incredible was a, that wow. was a cool one
0: did you even like care who quiet right was probably not. oh i He's... thought it was the
1: greatest thing in the world i was yeah. just like this is the coolest because they had i think come on feel the noise was the big video yeah. at the time Me- mm-hmm. metal
0: metal health yes will drive you mad
1: yeah right and then the true. i think the, the easy it is true it, it, it is it is um My easy go-to one, I was very proud of. I'm way more proud of because I was an adult than I should have been. Uh, But when I was like 22 or so, I I went out and I purchased. I got everything and I dressed like Max Fisher from Rushmore, and I still have all of those uh, items. And so I can always throw on a a Max Fisher costume. Oh, how about you, Jeffrey?
0: Um, I don't remember a lot of my costumes. They were just you know normal little kid costumes. But I believe I told the story before that one year, my mom, uh, she used to make costumes. She was awesome. But, you know, she worked full time and she was just busy. And she's like, Don, you got to pick up costumes like I, Halloween's tomorrow. Yeah. So Don comes home with two of the plastic, you know, costumes. Yep. From the hit TV show. Welcome back, Cotter. Okay. <laughs> my, bro- my brother runs to the door first. <laughs> first choice, Vinnie Barberino. So. Sure. He gets the cool. Vinnie Barbarino mask was really good. Yeah, and did it the come s-
2: like a little like turtleneck? Like what is
0: it? <laughs> it, it, it? The actual costume itself had, I believe, it might have been a turtleneck, but it was something that he would have. It wasn't the costume where they would show you like the mask and then on the front it would just have the name of like yeah, sweat hogs. You know, with all the not. This actually was like a little. I think it was a leather jacket, white, maybe mock turtleneck, something that was representative of Vinnie Barbarino at the time. So I'm like, DJ's older. He always gets the cool things, but you know, it's sweat hogs are cool. I mean, there's nothing that's not going to be cool. Right. I get it. And I get Mr. Cotter. So (laughs) I'm a nine-year-old guy kid going as a slubby corduroy jacket, Afro mustache it just looked like I was going as, like, you know, our orthodontist walking around the neighborhood. If you didn't know who who Mr. Cotter was. And I was so upset. I remember I didn't even want to go out. And then I remember just, like, going out, and people were like, dude, what are you? Who are you? But, um, yeah, I was little Mr. Cotter.
2: Like, is this costume anti-Semitic? We don't know. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it's right?
0: walking a line. It's walking a line. Back then, man, I'm sure there were quite a few uh not pc costumes were out there
2: oh I'm sure. oh, yeah oh for sure
0: yeah we we were like when we didn't have a costume but can we dress up as a bum like that's what we, we would dress up mm-hmm. a bindle stick you yep. know like yeah. walk around like that um put it some uh take a cork burn it make some wear some ratty clothes yeah great yeah. just just make Wait, sure
2: what's your costume oh i'm poor I'm yeah. poor. I'm yeah,
0: yeah, a poor person. Poverty. You I'm know, to
2: pretend to be poor, then I can pretend, you know, like stop pretending and not be poor anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Go back
0: to my my nice middle class house and eat all my candy. Yeah. All. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no one said anything. Like my parents are pretty progressive, and they didn't even realize that was not. Yeah. Not good. Because I, 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 I
1: think maybe it's the time frame. It's like mm-hmm. you're an old timey <laughs> poor person. Maybe that's what it is.
0: That's you know yeah. what my mom hobo would have been accepted. Hobo. Hobo. Most hobos. By choice, just wanted to ride the rails.
2: Maybe now that can just be your Tom Waits costume. Mm. Yes, Maggie. Do you need me to speaking spend, of pretending to be poor? Tom. Do you need me to
0: spend a half hour just you and me, me telling you why you should like Tom Waits?
2: Oh God, because
0: you might not understand, Maggie. You just being a woman, you might not really understand intricacies,
2: much like Chip and his his knowledge My of vast,
1: film, vast knowledge of film yeah i, I think so, Ma- so
2: chip the backstory here is i didn't want to cut you off jeff <laughs> no no
3: just three years
2: i love to make fun of tom waits because yeah. like he's just like to me like the worst example of like of just like calculated weirdness and like yes. hey yeah. i'm always in character i'm right. right i'm a weird guy and it's just like anytime i kind of make fun of him or just talk about you know like his music was never for me yeah. Like a bunch of dudes are in my mentions, like with the link to the song that's going to change my mind.
1: <laughs> uh, god, <laughs> as that's... if I
2: haven't heard enough Tom Waits in my lifetime to know, right? This is not me. <laughs> that's oh,
0: I, I love anytime Tom Waits is mentioned, waiting for a Maggie just reply or because it's so. I was driving home, I remember Chip, it was after a race, like a, a crap, like a marathon. And I was literally just sick, not feeling good. I'm a half hour from home. I knew exactly where I was. I was going over the uh, Walt Whitman bridge. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so close to getting home and just passing out. And it was um, one of those stupid, like fresh air shows. And they're like, we have Tom Waits. And you can almost feel him like putting on the extra Tom Waits uh, voice. Yeah. to his so, voice. No,
2: Like he's getting into character. Oh, and, he, and, yeah.
0: he's, and they're like, are you very particular about all the instruments on your, your albums? And he's like, you know,
4: sometimes the best instruments
0: are instruments that aren't instruments at all. Like the greatest snare drum I ever heard was going through backyards in my hometown and hearing the sticks fall off a tree onto a neighbor's trampoline during a storm. <laughs> That to me, I was like, that's, that's a drum sound. <laughs> Chip, I sound like Joe Moore doing yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Doing doing Tom Waits. Doing Tom Waits. And I, Maggie, I almost pulled over. Like I was physically even more sick. I'm like, just like you said, the overcalculation on his yeah. part of. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. He's good at it though. Right. I mean, he, Oh. Oh, yeah, no, role. my favorite, I think there was, like, one, like, Letterman, like, clip where it's, like, talking about, like, how, like, how where he lives in New York. He's like, yeah, I live above the uh, Salvation Army. And it's like, no, you live in a high rise above the Salvation Army on 14th Street because you're rich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, like, you uh... don't
2: live above. you don't live adjacent to a homeless shelter. You. <laughs>
0: Has anyone ever successfully changed your mind about an artist, Chip or Maggie? I just yeah. mentioned my buddy, Joe Moore, Chip's friend, Joe Moore. He's such a sincerely nice guy. He sent me a, a playlist just for me of fish songs that he thinks I might like to help me mm. get into fish. Yeah. A valiant effort, but boy, It'd did work, it yeah. not even come close. Yeah. Chip, anybody ever try to sway you into... I'm trying to
1: think there's there was like people that I just didn't listen to when they were like oh you have to listen to this band and then I finally did and then I got mad that I didn't listen earlier but I yeah. can't think of any anybody that really like you know convinced me that I was like okay I get it now Maggie I like
2: Tom Waits fans get really upset when you they don't do like Tom Waits. Yeah. yeah. Or so like yeah. like I mean I used to be a Morrissey fan I I kind of got turned off on when he just Became really brazen with his racism but like mm-hmm. but like there are there are like people I like that if like you tell me why you think they're ridiculous I'm like yeah I totally see that right like yeah yeah no yeah definitely things aspects I can totally laugh at the things I like where I feel like Tom Waits fans can't it's
1: hard yeah. it's it's hard there's some diehard like and I enjoy Tom Waits like I have a couple mm-hmm. of his albums I like it but it's like oh yeah this is not for this is not for everybody not by, like he any why someone
2: would think it's silly
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. And again, I, I, not, not so much anymore, but like I used to especially be a huge fish fan, like our friend Joe Moore. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to try to push this on anybody. This is yeah. not, this is not for you. This is not That's how us. you know,
0: when you've like really matured with those two things where mm-hmm. you're like, you can realize why people might not like something you love mm-hmm. and you're not going to try to push that on people because you know that that's like unless they say and i have wonderful friends who are always like tell me about like why do you like this band and give me some songs like when someone says give me some songs i'm like yeah oh you're getting a spotify playlist of 40 so um yeah yeah sure so buckle up buckle (laughs) up buddy oh that's like one of one of my uh my favorite things to do um oh my god we're already at an hour 15 here people wow uh, I want to give you just a couple more little facts about our movie we are talking about right now. Um, what was the one? Uh, there was a novelization of the movie that came out afterwards.
2: Uh, I know this it was w- written by.
0: There we go. Maggie, hit us, <laughs> some, uh, hit us with some knowledge.
2: It was written by Bob Stein. Yes. Otherwise known as R.L. Stein. Isn't really? that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really kind of written very silly too.
0: Like it's- yep. It's like for young adults, very yeah. silly. Um
1: those those books always really got me interested. And like they'd always be the ones like at like the at like the scholastic book fair that my mom would yeah. be like, You're not buying that. That's just you you're just you're just trying to get out of a book report. That's all that is. Because yeah. <laughs> you watch the movie. Yeah.
2: No, scholastic uh fair is where I would go to choose my own adventure.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Those were quality
2: Like how am I gonna die horrifically? Let's see. <laughs> am I gonna I'm die young. in space? Am I gonna get eaten by an alligator? Where is this?
1: <laughs> and it's your fault. It's not the author's fault. It's yeah, it you- <laughs> shows that yeah.
0: you were a dumb kid. That's how you died.
2: No, but like what kind of drove me crazy is they really put a lot of effort into like the endings. Like they really were very vivid with the endings where you die. Like, they're really described down to a T, like, your throat closing after the scorpion, like, bites you. But in the ones where you win, it's like, all right, cool, you, all right, you're right, the king now. Yeah, Bye. you got a, you got a crown, it. you're
0: the king, good luck for you.
2: Good luck, like, hey, bully, whoa, look, look, good for you.
0: <laughs> and then it's three paragraphs on how the, uh, in real time, how the venom will creep into your body.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah now, yeah. now
0: pulsing through your arm into your uh, arteries, and now you're turning blue. Maggie, you mentioned in the movie uh, Van Halen's song in the movie Spaceballs. I actually
2: mentioned Bon Jovi, but there is a oh, Bon Jovi. Yes.
0: Here's what I'm going to say. The yeah. Bon Jovi song, Raise Your Hands, mm-hmm. not so bad. Yeah. I'm not a Bon Jovi fan, but out of all his songs, especially from that album, I believe that was Slippery When Wet. Yeah. It's a, it's a very tolerable song.
2: And mm-hmm. that was what? That was like a deep cut. That wasn't a single. No, you're right. Yeah, exactly now.
0: right. But, 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 a song that was played also throughout the movie, just an awful song called Van Halen, Good Enough, Mm -hmm. It was the first track of the first album that Sammy Hagar was on. And if you listen to it, the first thing you hear is him doing a big bopper impression, and he just says like, hey, baby, and it goes into this Van Halen type music that is so devoid of david lee roth and everything that was once good yeah about van halen
2: so if you about that if you ever go on the Flea um fleas instagram <laughs> look in the comments sammy hagar yeah. will comment on every single <laughs> post and it's always just like the thirstiest like most embarrassing yep. stepdad like <gasps> oh no trying he, to get the- oh i love it I mean, I'm kind of like hesitant to call Flea the cool guy, but like, you know. Oh, he is. Comparatively, yeah. like trying to get the cool guy to like like him, like, hey brother, it's a lot of like, <laughs> hey brother, and then like, and then gushing praise, and that, yeah, and a lot <sighs> of exclamation points, and yeah.
0: Maggie, we're gonna tie
1: this that's, back. By by the way, that's that's so weird that that he said that about about Sam Haggerty. Um, I was on Instagram, and I, I love Amy Sedaris's Instagram and Mm -hmm. i was looking at it and it was like it was something it was like this old machine or something like that 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 somebody was like it was like pushing taffy or something like that was something bizarre and i just happened i usually don't look at comments but i glanced at a comment and somebody wrote what the hell is that
4: Mm -hmm.
1: and like it's like okay you know it's like somebody's like jumping in asking questions and then it looked at the name and it just said julianne moore (laughs) and i was like well obviously that's not the julianne moore and i clicked on it and it's like julianne moore with like three million followers I was yeah. like, Julianne Moore is just on Instagram, on Amy Like She's Instagram.
2: waiting the board of flight. She's like, yeah. you know, going through are late boarding. It's like, oh, uh, there's a delay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what the <laughs> hell's going on in Amy's? Uh...
0: <laughs> uh, Maggie, to type something from Flea to our friend Daniel Ralston. Mm-hmm. Daniel found, this was probably t- eight years ago on Twitter. He found one of the greatest tweets of all time and retweeted it. It was aforementioned Edward Norton talking about Flea. And all he mm-hmm. said was, Hey, my man Flea, funkiest of the funkiest, punkiest of the punky, dope surf rider. And he <laughs> tweeted that to Flea. And I remember when Daniel tweeted it, like, he just said something like, Guys, this is real. And, <laughs> and, I'll, and like, again, right in our wheelhouse, like, Funkiest of the funky, (laughs) hunkiest of the punky, dope surf rider.
2: There's something about Flea that like brings out like this like fanboyish dad trying to talk to teenagers. Yes, yes. Energy.
0: (laughs) Do you think like has Flea ever like responded
2: to keep nourishing this or? Is he just hit- like, all right, I don't want to encourage this, but like. But, <laughs> but I don't want Ed Norton to think I don't like him. So what am I going to do here?
1: It's like. Well, that's what you got to do. You have to like just hit a like or like. Yeah. You know, whether it's on Facebook or that, where it's like, I. Yeah. I don't want to encourage it, but I also don't want to get murdered. So I'm <laughs> yeah. going to. Let's. Let's. The, play this this, right down the, the middle. Sammy
0: Hagar wanting Flea to like him is like. Dave Grohl wanting every single classic rock god to accept him and like him. Yeah. If you ever watched the documentary, I just caught it again. The what um, Dave
2: Grohl was in a documentary?
0: Uh, this was it was he <laughs> he had a little extra time and he just did this one, I believe. Okay. It's like the Sound City documentary of <laughs> Sound City, this amazing yeah. studio where every great record was ever recorded, and so of course when they were going under, Dave Grohl buys it. Mm -hmm. buys the soundboard and makes a documentary about the soundboard. So then he can be like, Tom Petty, can I talk to you? I have the soundboard that you made uh, Damn the Torpedoes on. Can I hang out with you? Hey, Fleetwood Mac, Lindsey Bucking. And it's literally him going thirsty, wanting them to accept him, him like playing drums in the studio and being like, I'm one of you guys. I'm a classic rock guy too. and I, I think Dave Grohl is a nice guy super mm. talented but just the way he wants to be fully accepted and he doesn't need to be like i love punk guys who grew up punk played punk who are just like i don't fucking care what pete townsend thinks about me or what i'm doing it's <laughs> a different genre of music like i this is who i like. i would like if i was dave Grohl, i'd be like i want to be accepted by like milo and bob mold and if that was accepted by them i'm done yeah. i feel like
2: Tried to take that mantle from um <laughs> from Springsteen of the like the rock everyman, yeah, yeah, like the approachable, like rock folk hero.
0: Yeah, and Bruce never overtly tried, it just the label was put on him, like just by who he was. Yeah, whereas here's uh, I was trying to tell my wife, um, the Springsteen of the Midwest is who would you say?
2: Um Mellencamp.
0: That's what, that's what my wife said. But okay. the, that is probably true. But, Bob but he's really Se-
2: prickly. So maybe not if we're going for that up- yeah. down to earth. Like-
0: but Bob Seger is like a god mm. in the Midwest. And Bob Seger has more hit songs than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Night moves. His, his like greatest hits album, you read it, you're like, oh, I, I could see why there's so many of mm-hmm. these. But mm. he was like the, you know, Springsteen talking about factories that he never worked in. But I think like yeah. Bob Seeger in Detroit was like in the scene. So my goal for you guys is next time we talk, I need you to pinpoint who is the Springsteen in each of the areas of the country. Each, okay. okay. We'll have a little map. We'll put a like little rest
2: <laughs> yeah. in
1: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just, okay. So in that documentary you talked about, did Thurston Moore and Henry Rollins also, um, were they also talking heads or no?
0: Oh, I'm sure Henry Rollins is in, Was definitely. In. You know what? I don't know if Dave Grohl would let Henry Rollins be in the same doc as him because- Henry Rollins is the pro at a documentary talking head, and he might be like, "Job
2: now is just talking, like in in many capacities."
0: (laughs) What would be your backdrop, Maggie? Uh, You're in a documentary about, Mm -hmm. let's say, The Cure. Mm -hmm. You get to choose your background
1: to really express who you are. Chip, you too. Like the background in like when I'm sitting right by
0: of- like normally when Chip and I do a podcast, he sits in front of his uh, CD collection. Yeah. Cause I believe that's very calculated by everyone who's in
1: like what books are
0: there, what books, or- what records yeah. are laying around, Yeah. what guitars are behind you. I love when you just have some old punk guy and he's in his like, um, room with the washing machine and there's just shit piled everywhere and he's just like hey yeah i was on that record it was awesome and no forethought at all yeah and And you go to another another punk guy and he literally has like books on the table just stacked where you could see every title
2: yeah i think mine would just be like my old spin back issues (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: there you go
1: i think i would be like hey i'm up here in my mountain house And then, like it would be fake, but I'd be like, I'm up here in my mountain house, and then I'd be sitting in front of like, uh, like sliding glass windows, and in the backyard, there's just like a small child playing, and then like a guy in a bear costume, that's like slowly getting closer to the child. So like I'm just talking about Husker Du or whatever, right? Everybody is like, there's (laughs) a bear that's gonna eat that child, and that would be like playing. Like, that's a great yeah. idea
2: yeah i was yeah. always like trying to set up like my work zoom so it's like the last scene from michael clayton where like over here is george is like george clooney in the cab and then i'm wow. next to him just like talking <laughs> in my work meeting as like george clooney is processing all the corporate malfeasance he just un unveiled
0: <laughs> i picture you like literally spending an entire weekend like photoshop figuring it out mm-hmm. shooting it being like no he's three inches over three inches over Oh, have- yeah. You know what?
2: I think my, my documentary background will be this this thing in Trudy photo.
0: There you go. That would be There's very- There's no
2: explanation why I'm sitting in yeah, front of it. Yeah,
0: very on brand for young Maggie yeah. Sirota. Very yeah, on yeah. brand. Well, guys, that was the thing I like about this. We gave a really solid talk about Spaceballs, the classic movie, but we also did a good, solid tangent run on everything else, which I was hoping <laughs> for. Um. Maggie, what's coming up? Uh, anything coming up in the uh, the future you want to promote? Anything? Yeah, you
2: can just. Uh, I'm going to promote my Twitter feed at Maggie Sirota. That's all I really got really got going on now. It is um, one of the
0: best
1: feeds out there. Thank
2: you.
0: Mm-hmm. What do we got?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, just at Chip Chantry uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Great, and uh, I guess I'll just Jeffrey. Give,
0: yeah, my 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 give Used my wigs. No, I'm actually uh, Rob Delaney, at Rob Delaney.
2: <laughs> Why not,
0: right? Just guy- The wigs
2: new now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe just give that guy a little you know, step yeah, up in the business. Up. Yeah, I don't, I don't need it. He does. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, happy Thank happy Thanksgiving. Maggie, go put on your Robert
1: Smith- ha- ha- Halloween, Jeff. Oh. Ha- Halloween. What did I say? Thanksgiving? Th- Thanksgiving. I mean, it will be you know Thanksgiving soon enough. Soon enough. I think so.
2: I'm giving guys. thanks for the cure. There's this whole yes. entire discography.
0: Guys, have a blessed Halloween.
2: You too. May Christ be with you.
0: Christ be with you too.
2: Bye, guys. Bye.